Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yo, what's up, man? It's your boy, Jadevian Klein here, man. Shout out to the dog, pal, man. Let's go, man. Let's get it going. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast, brought to you by Manscaped, the world leader in below-the-waist grooming. We have a packed episode today. Barry Shuck from Dogs by Nature is back with us to discuss the Jadavian Clowning signing, as well as how this signing might affect the Browns' draft strategy. We're going to dive into some Odell rumors floating around and a lot more. Before we get into all that, I want to remind you all to please check us out on Facebook, share the episode, uh, Twitter, Instagram, please subscribe on YouTube. We're inching closer to that 1,000 subscriber mark, which is a big goal for us, so if you don't mind, help us out. If you'd rather listen to today's show, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast platform. Uh, If you don't mind, leave us a five-star review, and if you leave us a written review, we'll actually read it on the show. I believe we actually have a few to read today. We do. We've actually got three today to read. So the first one is from King Maurer. He says, I've only been listening for about a month, but this has easily become my favorite podcast out there. That's a nice one. Thank you, uh, King and then the next one is by Slozy. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, their chemistry is amazing. Forget the other podcasts. Forget bums like Tony Grossi and Nathan Zagura or whoever. If you want good Browns content and discussion, these are the guys right here. Ouch. I like Nate Zagura. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I took that a little personal. I mean, I appreciate it. I like Nate Zagura. I, 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 that was a good comment. I like yeah, that one. Yeah. And then uh, the third one here, uh, the title says, Best Place to Get Your Browns News by Graham Zima. Just says, love the show. Nice. Well, hey, Sweet and simple. Yeah. yeah, we love, love all you too, guys. Man. Yeah, love all of it. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, so thanks to everybody who's doing that. And then obviously we're going to get into it later. But remember, if you do leave a review, send us a screenshot uh, to our email and we'll enter you in the contest. Uh, before we get to Barry, we do have a special announcement. We're going to be hosting a live draft party for the first round of the NFL draft on Thursday, April 29th. We've partnered with the Tuscarawas County Browns backers to broadcast live from Hoodletown Brewery right here in Dover, Ohio. If you were thinking about heading to Cleveland but don't feel like dealing with the crowds or not being able to see the stage, head to Hoodletown Brewery. We'll have Browns trivia. Cornhole will be giving away Browns prizes all night. We'll have an extra mic set up for anybody who's there wants to hop on and talk some Browns with us. Be on an episode of The Dogs. Uh, if you can't make it to the, the brewery, you know, if you're in, in Ireland, you know, <laughs> uh, anything like that, we're going to be live on YouTube for the entire first round of the draft. We're going to be jumping in and out, uh, covering different teams' picks, obviously talking Browns football all night. Leave us comments. You know, you have the live chat when you're YouTube live. Also, we're yep. going to have it set up. You can video in, and we can just bring you in and talk to you live on the show. Um, so it's going to be a great time. Uh, the more people we have – you know, interacting with us, the better time it's going to be. Yeah. It's as long as all the technology and everything works out well and the setup goes the way that it's supposed to and everything, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cause everybody on YouTube, I mean, you guys can like Blake just said, call in, you guys can actually video in, we can bring you on the screen with us live right there on YouTube. It's, it's going to be pretty legit. Yeah. It's going to be, be awesome. It's yep. going to be really awesome. And, um, you know, and if you are local stop in Hoodle town's got great food, great beer. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be giving Brown stuff away, manscape stuff away, stuff from the Northwest group. We're just, we're giving away the house. I have a feeling uh, our expert analysis on the draft is going to decline as we get closer to the Browns pick at 26. If we stay there, hopefully they jump up to top five or something. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, just as a disclaimer, we are going to be live and we're going to be pulling people from the crowd in to sit down and talk to us. So, you know, I I can't guarantee it's going to be all clean, but you know, Hoodle Hill will be flowing. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the best beer. Hoodle Hill. All right. So before we get to Barry, just want to remind everybody, um, uh, we about our sponsor, the Northwest Group. Um, so this segment is going to be brought to you by the Northwest Group, the leader in branded home textiles, and they carry out your uh, items from your favorite sport teams, movies, shows, and more. I'm really botching this ad read, so guys, just bear with me on this. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and check them out at thenorthwest.com. 
Uh, if you use code promo code dogs, D-A-W-G-S, you will get 25% off your entire purchase. Really good deal. I'm going to switch the camera here. And then for our contest, just so you guys still remember, we still need people entering this contest. So make sure you go and you subscribe to our show on YouTube, uh, share the episodes on Facebook, Twitter, and then head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Five-star reviews are worth five entries into the contest. So you can win this Baker Mayfield fleece blanket. And then we also have this Cleveland Browns cloud pillow, which I know nobody wants to win it. Blake's going to steal it. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you uh, send those screenshots of that, those interactions to thedogspod at gmail.com. We'll get you entered. I'll reply back to everybody. I mean, so far, everybody who's entered, we've, we've been having fun with it. So yeah. really looking forward to seeing who wins here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, get into the contest, win some free stuff. Uh, as we mentioned in the opening, we have Barry Shuck from Dogs by Nature with us today. He's going to break down the clowny signing, what it could mean for the Browns on draft night. Uh, thanks for being back with us again, Barry. Hey, happy to be there. How are y'all? We're doing good. We're doing good. How's the weather down in Florida right now? It's been raining for three days, but that's the way <laughs> spring is. You know, April showers bring May flowers, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it was summertime for about a week for us, and now it's heading back towards winter. Yeah, we're getting ready for some snow. Yeah. Yeah, chilly. Very chilly. Yeah, I look forward to see what falls off the wall this this week's show. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the uh, the show. I just uh, you know something falls off the oh, wall. I was really the, hoping uh, nobody noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, luckily, Zach's not here, so I don't have to like you know try to keep safe face and you know try to keep don't make that eye contact. Yeah, right? yeah. I just just stare down. Uh, so hey, that, go ahead, Barry. That 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 was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it caught me off guard. Uh, That's the second time that's happened. Luckily, I'm super professional. I was able to keep it together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, obviously, you know, the Browns, you know, big signing this week by signing uh, Edge Rusher Clowney. You know, what are your thoughts? Do you think it was a good signing? Are you scratching your head? What do you think? Well, with the Clowney signing, do you realize the Browns now have nine first-round picks on the roster? Wow. Nine. Uh, OBJ, Jack Conklin, uh, Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, Tack McKinley, David Njoku, uh, Denzel Ward, and last year's pick, Jedrick Wills. Nine first-round picks on the roster. In fact, three of those were former number one overall picks, Clowney, Garrett, and, and Baker. That's wild. That, I mean, that's if you think, just go back like four or five years ago, the Browns roster is full of guys who probably aren't even in the NFL anymore. Now we have nine first-round picks on our team. Absolutely. Well, I'm definitely in the lower percentile who believe that sounding clowny is a positive. Not that my thinking has any merit. It's just my opinion. But it's it's a one-year deal with moderate risk and could end up being a high-reward signing. I think Clowney will uh, team up with Miles Garrett and take some pressure off of him instead of defense coordinators to isolate Garrett and attempt to take him out of every play knowing there isn't anybody else to be concerned with. That's been a problem. So both Clowney and Garrett should reap the benefit. Now, I know Clowney had zero sacks in only eight games last year, but I'm not completely sold on general manager Andrew Berry signing Clowney to rush the passer. The, the Browns were 30th against the run last year. And Clowney is an excellent run defender. Do you agree? Oh, Absolutely. for sure. I, yeah. I definitely agree, Barry, because that's that's some of the stats that I found whenever I was putting the uh, write-up together for your article. Um, and the, the key stat I found was 2019 with Seattle. It, it They had to listed where would I find this? Football Outsiders had him listed that he had 24 run plays that teams ran at him for 21 stops with an average of 0.9 yards per play. Less than wow. a yard per play running his way. And then his stop rate stop rate was eighty eight percent. That's that's great. And you also have to look at the division playing against Baltimore. The Browns have been horrible mm-hmm. at containment of Lamar Jackson. His legs have beat Cleveland over and over again. Yeah. Now there's somebody in house that can hopefully keep him in the pocket and make make him beat you with his arm. And then there's Joe Burrow of the Bengals, who's a very good runner. Clowney's an ex is also excellent at crossing the field and running down ball carries to the opposite side as well and from behind. If his job is to work the containment and stop the run, 
I'm fine with that. I know. Do you, do you see, I guess what kind of, you know, do you see the Browns potentially still going traditional speed rusher in the first round and kind of almost using it as like a, like a Jadavian clown is going to play those rundowns and then they're going to bring in this guy on these passing situations. I think whoever they take in the first couple of rounds, really in all rounds, there's no pressure on them to start. <laughs> now that, now that there's depth and there's starting quality on the defensive end, um, I, I believe they could bring a guy in the first, second, third, fifth round, plug him in, let him play some, kind of like what happened with Jordan Elliott last year. He was taken in the third round to be a defensive tackle. Now that Sheldon Richardson is gone, now that Larry Ogunjobi is gone, he's got the opportunity to plug and play, whereas last year, the first part of the season, he played sparingly, the last part of the last season he played quite a bit had a lot like 72 snaps and that allowed him to get game experience and now he's ready to compete for a starting position yep do you think uh i don't know if you know much about this guy but i know we have billings coming back who opted out last year do you see him making an impact on that defensive line well they they signed him as depth last year from the Bengals. And he's been an okay player. He hasn't been a great player. Of course, he didn't opt out. That, I, I expect him to be one of the defensive tackles. I expect uh, uh, Jordan Elliott to be the other. And, and obviously, they're going to have to draft somebody. And there's not much depth behind there. But my main contention is that Clowney has a, a, with, has a laundry list of injuries. And it's played only one full se- one full year in seven seasons. Another thing, Jason Fitzgerald of uh, OverTheCap.com mentioned that it seemed like the Clowney signing was like being left at the altar. I agree <laughs> with that. B- Barry had five guys he targeted, and one by one in free agency, they were signed elsewhere. He wanted J.J. Watt before free agency began and was outbid by the Cardinals. Then a one-year deal, a one-year deal for offer for ten million to Bud Dupree went nowhere when he signed for that insane money with the Titans with a five-year deal worth eighty-five million, and who I thought was the best choice for to bring in as an edge rusher was Trey Hendrickson of the Saints, and then he signed within the division with Cincinnati at sixty million for four years, and although Barry has addressed safety cornerback, defensive tackle, and linebacker, what he was missing was an elite edge rusher. Well, when the dust settled and all these guys had had signed much better deals worth more money and for longer years, Barry was forced to look at the the list of available defensive ends, and he went, oh, crap, who's left? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, with with Miles Garrett, though, being there, and we've got him on a long-term big deal. I mean, I don't know how much money you really want to, you know, invest into a second elite pass rush whenever you've already got that money tied up and you know you've got these guys coming up next year that you're going to have to either, you got to make a decision on. You got to pay them and you're going to have to pay them well yep. to keep them around. So I think getting somebody like Clowney, I mean, the Clowney thing to me was a bargain. I, I wrote down, and I maybe I'm disagreeing here, but I wrote down that I almost thought it was kind of, we addressed two positions for what um, you know, like Carl Lawson went to the Jets for fifteen million, or like you were saying, Hendrickson for fifteen million a year. We got Tack and we got Clowney basically for the same price as maybe one of those guys. Now, obviously, you could say, "Hey, who would you rather have? Would you rather have a Carl Lawson, or would you rather have, you know, and Bud Dupree?" I feel like after you saw the contract, that wasn't even we were never going to do that. JJ Watt, I don't think that that we were ever going to pay that kind of money. But um, so I kind of thought. You know, obviously it's rough that that happened, that all those guys went, but considering the situation next year, I don't know, you know. Right. Yeah, I, I came on your show a few weeks ago and stated I wasn't impressed with the signing of Tack McKinley. Yep. And now, and now Barry signed Clowney to that mix. They play the same position. Mm-hmm. Both are too light to move to defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Both were signed to the one-year prove-it deals. And both have, uh, you know, some issues. Let me ask you this. 
if Barry had signed, say, Bud Dupree or Shaq Barrett or Yannick Nagohu or, or Trey Hendrickson, would he have signed either McKinley or Clowney? No. No. Probably not. I think um, – I just think money played a lot into it this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing, looking into the horizon, I think we were trying to get the um, – like the best budget edge rusher we could find, well, if the, that makes sense. The thing is, when you say that, you know, we kind of, I mean, with McKinley and Clowney now kind of being signed to those similar prove it, one-year prove-it deals, I mean, now you kind of got two shots at it here with, well, maybe one of these guys will prove it, you know? Right. And now the visual, uh, residual effect is that the Browns' defensive line is crazy depth. Uh, I hate that Sheldon Richardson was let go, but maybe he'll come back with a smaller salary. Yeah, I saw something about that. Mm-hmm. I would take that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That'd be sweet. And I think, I mean, yeah. why wouldn't he want to be in Cleveland if he was part of, like, well, and the unless stuff somebody I, throws crazy money at him? The stuff I read is he was, like, he was ready to stay here. Like, he liked it. He liked being mm-hmm. in Cleveland. He liked being a Brown. So, I could see that. I could see that happening. That might be on this. Yeah, and he and he'd be with a team that's already got proven winning mm-hmm. behind them. And then if you look at the roster, the roster's stacked. Why wouldn't he want uh, yeah. want to be in Cleveland? I What's think, an enigma though is that three of the four starters on the defensive line from last year are now gone. Mm-hmm. You know, being thirtieth against the run has had its consequences. Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. As you know, speaking of that though, now that we now that we did sign Clowney, like. Do you want to let's talk about a couple guys that you think the Browns, you know, may be targeting in the first round and, and how the clowny signing factored into these guys that you want to talk about? Okay. Well, I do think that the clowny signing has is going to have two effects on the roster. Number one, this is a signing that is designed to help the Browns in the playoffs. If we can be healthy in the playoffs, we now have some excellent players with some good depth. Number two, it will have a negligible effect on who we will ultimately draft in all rounds. That's great because whatever defensive ends get selected is not pressured to start right away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the draft, I think this draft is loaded on two areas of needs for the Browns, edge rusher and true boundary cornerbacks. I think the projected idea going into the draft is that Cleveland will select one of these positions in the first round and then the other in round two. And don't be surprised if general manager Andrew Berry selects more than one from these uh, position groups. He's not afraid of stacking positions. Last year he signed middle linebacker B.J. Goodson, then drafted Jacob Phillips. He signed Austin Hooper, the tight end, mm-hmm. to that mega deal, and then they took Harrison Bryant. And not that Berry won't take another player from another position, and that would have to be the same sort of extreme situation where a quality player drops to them at the number 26 slot, like maybe, I don't know, receiver Jalen Waddell of Alabama or Minnesota receiver Rashad Bateman. Y'all agree? Oh, I, oh if Waddle falls we, to 26. Yeah, we might talk about uh, this later. My too, Lord. Go. I, I gotta, I, I'm starting to really come on to Bateman. I think his skill set could be well-utilized in Cleveland with Baker. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you can say round one defensive defensive end, round one cornerback. But if somebody – and we've seen the draft. We've seen crazy things happen in the draft um, because of different reasons. Somebody will drop, somebody will drop, somebody will drop. And so if somebody like one of these two players, even though – we may or may not need a receiver, and we're, we're kind of good at receiver. Uh, if one of these guys drops, then there's no reason not to take him. Right. I agree. I think it's even crazy, yeah. too, for Barry, Andrew Barry, that we're in this position where we can do that. Like, the roster is very, very good. I, obviously, there's needs, but... I don't think there's any, like, day one of training camp glaring needs, though. If if there was no NFL draft this year, I think we could take this Browns team as is into the season and make a run. So it's almost like we're drafting for luxury in this year. Yeah, well said. And yep. and, and with what Barry is signing free agency, the Browns are saying we can win right now. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Barry has signed five players to one-year deals that are loaded with player incentives. Last year he fixed the offense 
And this offseason, its focus has been on the defensive side of the ball. Look at the roster. It's absolutely loaded. This is a good football team. Yeah, it is. I'm, I think it's almost hard for Browns fans to wrap their heads yeah, around the fact, too, me. that I said this before we came on the show, and I was just talking with the guys. It's hard for Browns fans to understand that we're not building for anything. We're built. Yeah. You know, like normally we're, we're drafting for three, four years down the road. You know, hopefully in a couple of years we can make a playoff run. We're built. I mean, we're built now to make a run at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're, we're built. We, we're fortifying. Yes. We're strengthening that, that build. It's already done. Like, it, it is weird. It is weird because I've never been in this position as a Browns fan before. Correct. Right. Me either, Josh. Me either. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I'm right yeah. there with you, brother. I yeah. feel it. Yeah, well, with nine picks in this draft, I just don't see where nine young players can fit this 53-man roster. No, and that's what how great, Blake's been saying. How that. great is that? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. Do you think we use some of that draft capital then since we don't need nine guys? Do you see the Browns being aggressive in round one and trying to move up at all? Well, I fully expect after the first two rounds for Barry to start start orchestrating a few trades that will elevate some picks in this year's draft or maybe to uh, help next year. Like in last year's draft when he made a a trade in the third round with the Saints that moved uh, the Saints up just three slots in order to take Wisconsin linebackers, uh, Zach Vaughn. We, dry, we dropped from number 74 to number 88 and then selected uh, Jordan Elliott. And because of that trade, we own the Saints' third-round pick this year, and it's the reason the Browns have two number threes. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, we, Blake's been saying for weeks now, and we're all on board that we're not putting nine rookies on this team. There's no room for them. No. And that yeah. goes back to the roster is built. We're just trying to get yeah. some some depth and some guys that hopefully can get out there and surprise us, you know, by doing a little bit more than what we expect. Them I mean, to. how many times in years past with the Browns, we're watching the fourth, fifth round, we're watching the Browns draft like a Muhammad Massaquad going, man, there's our next number one. Yes. We just took him in the fourth Wide or the receiver fifth one round. next year. Yeah. yeah, now we're talking about first-round guys. We're, to, we're talking about taking somebody at 26, and we're going, he's not even going to start. Right. We're picking him in the first yeah. round. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's let's get in yeah. let's get into round one. At uh, it, it first, let's get to the elephant in the room, linebacker Zayvon Collins. Mm-hmm. I love this kid, and he would be my choice to draft. He's an exceptional athlete, and most draft uh, most most mock drafts have him going to the Browns. However, there's a dirty little secret with Andrew Barry. He does not place any value on linebackers, and he doesn't want to pay them. We've talked about Barry that. Has, yep. Yeah. Barry has never actually said this publicly, but his tendencies so far state this. Yep. Just look at what the guy does and look where the money goes. That's all you got to do. Exactly. Well, look at um, the, the, the Walker, Anthony yep. Walker. He only yeah. signed him a one-year deal and is only going to pay him $3.5 million. Now, what I do in the draft instead – of, of focusing on every NFL team is I focus on what, what positions the Browns need, then look at each round at where they are actually picking, and then attempt to come up with some real feasible guys who might be there ready to be drafted. So even though, say, Cleveland needs, say, a young pass uh, rusher to groom, I'm not offering up players such as Quiddy Pay of Michigan or Miami's Gregory Russo. It would be absolutely awesome picks, but we'll be the first defensive lineman off the board and probably be top 10, top 15 picks. Unless Barry mortgages the farm, guys like these are not going to be there at pick 26. Yeah, there, there's no way you're getting a pick 26 in the first round. Nobody's selected an edge rusher yet. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. My gut reaction is that Barry is just going to let the draft fall as it may in the first two rounds. Okay. So so falling as it may at 26, what are some reasonable – who do you got on your list here? Well, here's some calculated guesses in the first um, first two rounds. These are players of need that stand out and more importantly should be there at number 26 in the first round. The first is um, Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. He is um, six foot three, 240 pounds. Uh, he's got 4.6 speed. 
and he will be a player that can come in and take a year and and back up uh, back up his game with speed off the edge and his positives are that he's got uh, he had 9.5 sacks last year and he's very quick he is an outstanding run supporter and if you're going to take a defensive end this year you've got to look at somebody that yes will rush the passer but also has to be good against the run. Um, he's a hard worker. He was second team all SEC last year. He's got great attitude, and he knows how to get after the quarterback. Now, he's, he's a little on the light side, and he'll need to bulk up a little bit to take on uh, the, the larger offensive tackle. And he doesn't have the most ideal reach for a player his size. And he can be pushed around a little bit, so he'll – like I said, he needs to add some weight. But he would be a good uh, edge rusher for the Browns. A second player that I like is cornerback uh, Greg Newsom of Northwestern. All right, talk to us about that one a little bit because I don't know. Well, I, I'll let Blake speak to that too. But we're not as big on uh, Newsom here amongst ourselves. That, or uh, Justin, you two? Or? I, I, yeah, I mean, I think there's other – uh, there's other guys ahead of him, but I think those guys probably are gone. Very six for would sure. Would you have a guy like Newsom ahead of like Asante Samuel Jr.? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think Asante Samuel. He could be anywhere from mid second round to upper second round to third and fourth round. Okay. Uh, I'm. He's he's very short. He's got a very uh, short reach. Um, he is not good at, at point of catch. Uh, he's not the fastest guy. If you're going to draft somebody high, you don't want somebody that's 5'9", five, 5'10", five, to, to cover guys that are 6'3", 6'2", 220 pounds. I just, don't, I just don't see him. I just absolutely don't see him. I'd stay away from him completely. Okay, well, all right, but, tell, tell us about Newsom then, because he's a little bit bigger, right? Um, he's six one, hundred ninety. Okay. Um, he's a little bit taller, but his speed is four point three nine. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. It's faster than me, yeah. for sure. I would say that's about mine, but you know, definitely whatever. faster than Blake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's well, he's well versed in cover three, and he plays the ball exceptionally well. He's got great ball uh, instincts. He also has top speed to recover, and that's important for a cornerback. If you get fooled or you get juked, you got to be able to recover and get back. And um, he's got versatility. He could play either side. Um, he knows how to take smart angles to the path of the ball, and um, he's got very good backpedal maneuvers. A lot of people don't talk about backpedaling, but that is a major part. Now, I would say a negative about him is he's he's only an above average tackler. That's he's uh, he'll he'll come up on run defense, but that's going to be an issue right there. I feel like we have enough of those tackling <laughs> issues on our defense. I mean, yeah, so Barry, would you put would you put Newsom like where would you put him like maybe your third cornerback behind like guys like Sertan and Horn? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So yeah, then I absolutely. have a question. If if something freaky starts happening and we get to pick 13, 14, 15 and a guy like JC Horn hasn't been picked yet, would you make a would you try to go up? Is he that much better than like the other guys? I I think JC Horn is, is is incredible. He is a great man-to-man coverage guy. Now, he sat out last year. He's real young. He's only really played one full year of college football. In the SEC, and yes, he played in a tough conference, and he played against tough teams like Georgia and Florida and Alabama. But he's an exceptional athlete. He's got tremendous speed, and he's a great cover guy, and he knows how to play zone also. Um, I, I think I would just, the first two rounds, I think I'd just let the draft kind of fall to me. Okay. you have anybody else in the first round, or do you want to start talking about the second round? No, the last guy I have is, and y'all have talked about this before, but it's it's uh, Penn State defensive end Jason Owa. Yeah, Owe. That's the guy who I would take. 
You know, the uh, more I the more I look at him and, and watch some tape and read about him, it seems like if he's there at twenty six, I don't know how you don't pull the trigger on this guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's six five, two fifty seven. Yep. I mean he could use another twenty pounds, but a lot of times when players get up into the NFL, they get with nutritionists and right. and they work all that out. But when they got all that money, you know, that they can actually invest in that too. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know in college if they even deal with nutritionists and and what you eat and how you eat it. And, and if they've got certain techniques that if you need to gain weight, this is what you eat. If you need to lose weight, mm-hmm. this is what you eat. You know, Cleveland has long searched for an edge rusher to pair with Miles Garrett. And now that they've got Clowney, they can, they've got the luxury of drafting a young guy uh, that they can groom. And Ola is would, just a freak athlete. Now, he's still a little bit raw as a pass rusher, but having Garrett and Clowney assist him with technique while getting the most of the attention will free Owe up uh, with one-on-one opportunities to flourish. Yeah. Um, his, his run defense with pro football focus last year, 89.7. Not too yeah. bad. What, like, I, what I like, what I see is he's got 4-3 speed. And there's a quarterback in our division who's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, his, his speed, his best speed was 4.36. And he can do things physically that other edge rushers can only dream about. He can play both ends on an option play with ease. And uh, with, with being 30th against a run, they need somebody that can step forward as a run defender. I think he's a complete player who excels at getting after the quarterback and against the run. And um, he could help with, with both areas. Now, his zero sacks last year is an eyebrow raiser, but Penn State only played seven games. The year before, in a full season, he had five sacks, four of which were in the second half of the season. His freshman year, he had two sacks. Um, he'll need a season to groom, but now that the, the Browns have Clowney and McKinley and, and Miles Garrett to take on all the defensive end slots, I think Owe is everything you would want at the edge rusher. I like that. And then the, like we talked about already in the show, you know, we have that luxury of, you know, yep. if a guy's sitting there like Owe, take him. He doesn't have to start right away. Yep. You know, he can be a good rotational piece and then he can develop into that hopefully elite pass rusher that we've been wanting, you know, next year. And pro, pro Football Focus has his NFL comparison is Montez Sweat. And that guy's pretty good. He's not very bad. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Sweat, sweat's a beast. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on to round two. Yeah. Um, so I've given you two edge rushers and cornerback for round two. And in this, this one, I'm going to give you two cornerbacks and one edge, one edge rusher. The first one is I see two Melifonwie from Syracuse. He's cornerback, 6'2", 212 pounds. He runs a 4.4840. Uh, he's had 88 career tackles. He's got a very long reach, and he matches up well with taller receivers, with tight ends. Um, he's an elite athlete. He's explosive. He's extremely intelligent. He was a two-time All-ACC academic team. That just says that he's smart. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, are you, have you been talking to Brian Bosarge? <laughs> about him because I know that's uh, he was big on him when we talked to Brian a couple weeks ago yeah well Brian and I both attend the senior bowl every year and nice. this player was there so so you got to see him fir- like in person got to see him it was the first year I was not able to talk to players every year I, I take positions and I isolate those players in certain rounds and then I'm able to do interviews and then I post those interviews on dogsbynature.com this is the first time that Brian and I were not able to interview players. Um, so when, you know, Brian and I have seen this guy firsthand, um, he's got lineage too. his, his brother, Obi plays safety for the San Francisco uh, 49ers. Yeah. This is, this guy intrigues me for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially if we don't have to do any kind of movement, you know what yes. I mean? If we can grab this guy sitting at what? 59. Yeah, or say right. we move up a couple spots or yeah. something, you know, whatever, just to, to make sure we get if, – if this is the guy the Browns are like, hey, that's who we want to add depth to this cornerback room, let's do it. Yeah. 
Now, he's had two injuries in the past two seasons, and that's a concern. Yeah. Um, his, his route recognition skills need a bit of improvement, and he can be hesitant at times. Um, but other than that, he's, he's a very, very quick player. Uh, the second player I would, uh, would recommend is Boogie Basham. Uh, he's a edge rusher, 6'3", 281. He's also a very versatile player. So here we've lost Sheldon Richardson. Here we've lost o- Ogun Joby. And so we're looking for guys that can play defensive end and can also play defensive tackle. He's 6'5", 280 pounds. He runs a 4.6440. So he's pretty quick for a guy his size. He's an excellent, excellent inside rush defender. He's instinctive. He's a hustler. He's got uh, surprising quickness. He's able to shed blockers, and he fires off the snap. A lot of players do a hesitation on the snap and then go to where their their, their gap reads are. Um, he was first team all uh, ACC um, in 2019 and 13 last year. He was at the Senior Bowl. Uh, last year and had a great practice week and absolutely dominated the offensive linemen that were there. Yeah. I like, I like how this guy sounds too. Um, especially if we're talking second round potential and grabbing him there at 59. And I like versatile guys that, yes. you, can, you know, chess pieces. You can that's sort of what, that's sort of what Malik Jackson is, right? They call him the big edge where they can put him inside or outside if they need to. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like, guy, I like him. Yeah, the third guy, it would be my pick, is cornerback Elijah Molden from Northwestern. He's 5'10", 191 pounds. He runs a 4.5840. He's had 153 career tackles playing for Washington. I believe he's a guy that can come in day one and compete for the starting position or instantly become the nickel defensive back. Um. He can make a noticeable impact on the field. He's an excellent, excellent tackler, and he's a huge help in the run game. He can play man. He can play zone. He can play any type of uh, press coverage. Um, he was first uh, first team All-Pac-12 two seasons in a row, and his main business is man coverage. That's what we're looking for. He's quick. But he's just not the fastest guy uh, on the team. Uh, last year in his, well, excuse me, two years ago in his junior years, he had 79 tackles that year alone. Uh, you might remember his father, Alex Molden, who played for the Saints. Mm, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he's got he's got NFL lineage there. That's right. That's all uh, you needed to tell me. Yeah. That's good enough, good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his father was a cornerback too. He is outstanding. Uh, Elijah is outstanding in, in run support. He's got a never-ending motor, and let me tell you, this kid is the real deal. I like that. And then again, you were talking versatility, which like you just said, Blake. And and the thing is, with the way that our secondary was just decimated by injuries last year, I think the more versatile you can have, you know, the more versatility you can have in a player, the better we're going to be as far as especially depth, because. I don't know where that guy's going to have to play, but wherever it is, he's going to have to step in and, you know, hold down the fort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Molden is another guy who won't win any way in, but has the type of game that's difficult to poke holes in. Um, he allowed only 11 catches for 65 yards across 18 targets in four games this past season. Hmm. I like and it. That tells you about his coverage. Um, his negatives, he can be a little on the clingy side to, to the larger receivers. If he's got somebody that matches up well, he gets a little separation. Um, he's not the best at, at, at taking angles, and he's a player that does bunny hop. Um, I've seen players do this before, but he, he, he does quite a bit uh, right before he, he lays out a, a tackle, and he's not the most agile athlete. But he could come in, and we don't know what's going to happen with Greedy Williams. But no. if you take somebody like Molden, you've got Ward on one side. Molden can t- to compete with Greedy. 
and you got Troy Hill to play the slot. You can't have too many cornerbacks. Am I right? No. no. We found no. that out last year. Because we're not trying to have Robert Jackson back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So those are the guys. Those are the three guys in the second round that I look at. Now, uh, before I leave and before we leave this round, let me throw out one more name. All right. Running back Najee Harris of Alabama. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, what a luxury. The, the Browns, yeah, the Browns are an analytic and an analytics team. Nick Chubb is in his contract year, and do analytics say pay Nick Chubb a second huge deal or bring in somebody else who can be the next Nick Chubb? Yeah. Yeah. I've got an article that, that is up on dogsbynature.com that was posted today that discusses drafting a running back this year and whether Cleveland should move on from Nick Chubb. Yeah, well, I am in the camp of you don't pay running backs big money in second contracts. You let somebody else do that. It pains um, me to. It does. Say it pains me things. to say it too because Nick Chubb, man, he's just such a difference maker. But I feel like he hasn't even scratched. Like he hasn't even come close to his prime. I, I know, but it just look at the history of of how this works out for other teams. Which this is an argument we can get into. Yeah. Later on, but so so you, Barry, you're you're legitimately thinking Najee Harris could be a. At least they could look that way at the 20, first at twenty six. Uh, no, not at twenty six. At fifty nine, you think he'll Oof. be there at fifty nine? I, I, it's a possibility. I think he'll go in the second round. I think Travis Etienne will go in the late first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the draft, if I think if the Browns draft somebody like Etienne or Najee Harris, then that's the writing on the wall for Nick Chubb. Well, Najee Harris had 26 touchdowns last year. I wouldn't be upset about it. He's good. He's, he's really so good. He's, he's a pounder. He's just he's a, a Nick Club, uh, excuse me, Nick Chubb clone. He's a pounder. He's not one that's going to juke. He's going to he's going to bully for yards. Um, but I've, I've, if you want, go to dogbynature.com uh, and read the article. It's pretty in depth about what should happen, what will happen. Uh, what can happen? And it all it all surrounds the fact that we haven't heard word one uh, from the Browns or Andrew Barry about extending him or signing him to a, a large contract. It's just that he's in his contract year. What happens next? Right. I think next year is going to be tough. It is a lot of lot yeah. of big contracts. Yep. And he's yep. one of them. Absolutely. All right. That's well, what I got. That's what I got for you. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for being with us again today, Barry. It's always awesome having you on the show. And I know you, you threw out some names, especially those second rounder guys that I hadn't really been paying close attention to. So now I know I got some research. So uh, we appreciate you being here and you know, have a good rest of your day. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. All right, see, see you, thanks, Barry. All right. So that was a there's a lot to unpack in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Where do you guys want to go next? Do you guys want to transition back to talk about some Jadavian Clowney for Absolutely, the fans sure. here? Absolutely, yeah. I'm down for yeah. that. So before we get into that, you know, as we mentioned with Barry, the weather's changing. Flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. It's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. 100%, <laughs> no question. Manscaped, the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, has an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men out there who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure you are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. If you're not into ball shaving... <laughs> check out the weed whacker it's a nose trimmer it's pretty awesome i want to get one i'm still working up i'm saving up you know with my allowance uh they got crop preserver they got uh deodorant for your nether regions which is pretty awesome uh they got cologne they got boxers they got t-shirts check it out it's everything they got's awesome well you should be okay with your allowance though because just use the promo code yeah right right yeah that's true that's true are you listening wife uh okay so again 20% 20% off at manscaped.com and free shipping with promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. That's 20% off and free shipping with promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. That's why you host the show, because I was ready to just power forward into the clowny talk, and you're like, yeah. hey, hey. 
I get we so talk, excited about, we got to talk yeah. about ball trimmers here That's real right. quick. Yeah. <laughs> I just get excited about the football stuff, you know. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of balls, we'll switch into some fo- more football talk. There we go. Uh, you know, obviously, Barry gave his thoughts on the clowny thing, but I do think it'd be cool just to get our quick thoughts on it. Um, you know, I think going into last season, clowny was an option for us, and we actually put out one of the first things we ever put on YouTube was uh, our Zoom call about, you know, if we should sign Clowney or not. I, I think this is a good signing for the Browns. In my opinion, Clowney's not as good as Clowney thinks he is. Well, and just real quick before you continue, I think if you go back, and I haven't, and I should, go back and watch that original video that we did last year, I, I think that was after he declined to sign with the Browns. Yeah. And we were like, screw him, we don't need him anyway. Which, for what they kind of offered him, and then what, you know, he turned it down, he wanted something more. And we were right, I think. Let somebody else pay him that. Didn't he want $15 million last yeah, year? It, it turns was out something. $15 million we turned him, and he turned us down. So uh, that's like I said. I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. I think he's, he still kind of lives off that that Michigan hit. I think that, yeah. Which is still, you know, one of my favorite plays in all of football history. Yeah. That being said, he's very good against the run. He's very above average against the run. Yes. And we play the number one rushing team in the NFL two times a year. Well, and that's something that I, that I wrote down here, too, because we – Obviously, we don't need to talk about the Ravens and their rushing game. We get it. We've seen it. We know what's happening. But the Bengals, and I don't have the names in front of me, but I know they've been beefing up their O-line this offseason, and they're in position to draft the best O-lineman in the draft at Penny, Penny Sewell, yeah. Yeah. you know, in the top five there. So this is a team. They have Joe Mixon. All of a sudden, Joe Burrow's not, you know, he, he can move. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So all of a sudden, they get a beefed-up O-line with Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, and it's like, crap, they've got a really good – you know, rushing offense as well. And Pittsburgh, no matter how decimated that O-line was last year or any time, they always put a decent run game together. Except for last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, but they, they also got rid of the problem. James Conner's now in Arizona. Arizona, so let them deal with it. So, yeah, again, if if we're signing this guy to get 20 sacks, you know, we're, that's unrealistic. Yeah. Do I think if he stays healthy all year, opposite Miles Garrett, this guy can get 8 to 10? I think he can 100% so, do that. So in 2017, 2018, he had nine and a half and nine sacks, respectively. So, and this is kind of what I wrote up for Barry the other day. I, I said, you know, he's not a sack machine. He's just, that's just not what he does, but he can get them. Yeah. He can get them, but it's that run defense. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, for me, that's where I, when I started looking at the stats, looking at the numbers, and then I looked at the contract that we signed him for. I'm like, this is a great bargain. It's a great point. Especially Contract's the fact important. that we're still in position to draft one of yes. the, the one of the top edge guys in the draft if we want. Well, and, and Clowney made a good point in his press conference about, you know, they asked him about what's it mean to you that you're going to be out there with Miles Garrett opposite him. Did you guys watch any of that? Yeah, I watched yeah. it. Yep. And he was talking about, you know, I'm, I, I'm tired of getting double teamed. Yeah, third. Well, he's the third most double team. Who are you going to double team now? Correct. You know, yep. I love it. This yep. is man. I, I'm excited to see how this plays out. He's yeah. the third most double team player the last three seasons, and so I I don't know. I I talked to these guys about it. I think it's kind of crazy. They're like Brown Zaley and everything. Zagura, all those guys are talking about. They're going to do this NASCAR package. So I don't know where they got that name from, but whatever. It sounds all, cool because it's fast. Yeah, right? maybe that's it's what faster it is. guys. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But they're talking about <laughs> sure. putting uh, Miles Garrett, you know, on the edge, but then just sliding Clowney in right next to him. Uh, so, you know, these guys kind of think it. I, I think you mean, can do it situationally. Uh, right, right, right. I don't think you can live like that. No, no. You know and I don't mean? think they're going to. I think situationally, yeah. you can do stuff like that. I think sure. it's the idea of it's awesome. I like the fact that we were able to get this guy for basically $8 million with incentive. So it's like a $10 million, yes. you know, dollar deal. But I think it says a lot about Cleveland's recruiting. Last year, this guy turned his nose up at us. This year, I mean, obviously, it also now, helps. He had zero sacks last year. Right, a ton of people were going after. Him. Right, sure. <laughs> I, and I think if you like can look past the sacks, like don't get me wrong, like if you're like, hey, I want sacks for my edge, then this isn't your guy. You're going to be really disappointed. But I, I like, I like the idea. My thing that is, we've there. got our sack guy. Yeah. yeah, we already got our guy that can do that. So if now. Clowny gets, you know, a sack here and there. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. But stop the run. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's looking, gonna be huge. Yep. And he might be tired of getting double teamed, but I'm looking for Clowney to eat up double teams. Yeah. To yeah. Free up Miles Garrett, free up linebackers to make those tackles. Um, something I, I saw that I wanted to read. Jadavion Clowney's cl- contract, eight million dollar base, mm-hmm. seven million fully guaranteed, four void years, three point six million twenty twenty two dead cap hit. Uh cap hit for twenty twenty one, three point eight million. 
Cleveland adds Clowney, John Johnson, Troy Hill, Malik Jackson, Tack McKinley at less than fifteen million of the twenty twenty one cap. Yep, I mean it's unreal. I mean Andrew Barry. Yep. Well, I mean that's insane. This this goes to what you were saying. Like we got a two for a few, one. A few years ago. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say a few uh, years yeah. ago. This there's no way this is even possible because nobody yeah. wants to play in Cleveland. Are you well, the Browns? Yeah. The Browns blow. We don't want to play in Cleveland. Now all of a sudden you've got guys John Johnson. Yeah, I want to go to Cleveland. And what's and yeah. what's crazy too is five six years ago we would have been signing Jadavian Clowney to be the savior of the franchise at like twenty million a you know? year. Yeah, and then he'd come in and get one or two sacks, and we'd be like, "What a bust!" We're not signing him for that. We're signing for him to just come in and be another piece to the puzzle. Yep. You know, he we're signing him to be Robin. Yep. Yeah. So to me, it's a great signing. The fact, I mean, we didn't we paid under ten million for an edge rusher. Yep. An edge rusher who was a number one overall pick. Yeah. That's crazy. And I mean, he's, what is he, 28 years old? He's been in the league seven years. He's still, like, he's in that veteran prime window. So even if he blows up this year and it's like, wow, like, we got to have him back, you know, with Miles next year moving forward and all this stuff, whatever. Okay. So we signed him maybe like a three year deal and then he's 31 at the end of that. He's still young. I mean, like, he's not old, you know? I'm saying if he blows up and I'm talking like 15 sacks. That means the Browns won the Super Bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, but, like, just I want to go back real quick, like, what, what I said when Barry was talking, that his stop rate in 2018 and 2019, which were both Pro Bowl years for him, 88% stop rate. Like, I mean, if you're stopping guys and you're giving up less than a yard per play when they're running your way, run plays, I mean, now you're looking at second and long on teams. Yeah. And second and long sucks. Yeah, and well, and nobody paid attention to the Browns having the 30th ranked rush defense last year because everybody just threw for 500 yards against yeah. us. But <laughs> nobody was it. nobody was paying attention <laughs> to the fact that teams could literally do whatever, whatever. they wanted against us on defense. Us. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, James was, Robinson looked like Adrian Peterson of prime. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, so it's all about situational football. If we can stack this D line and, like you said, force people into negative plays on first, second down, and if they're sitting, if they're living in third and seven, third and eight, well, hey, now we have Johnson, we have Troy Hill, Denzel Ward, Delpit's hopefully healthy. Yeah, you know, we have a sec, a, a real life NFL secondary now. We're not throwing a high school secondary out there. <laughs> my so. only, my only worry with him is the injuries. Yes, if he can, if he can stay on the field, Barry, to give Barry a little plug, go read his article on the pros and cons of that. It'll shock you when it gets to his part about it all is, the injuries that this guy has had. It's I mean, overwhelming. You, pros and cons. Like, it is packed of pros and yeah, cons. cons. Like, yeah, you, you read article. this article and you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what I think anymore. So, check <laughs> it out. I it's like very it. good. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, that's a worry. I mean, there is injuries. And, obviously, the Browns took a look at his knee. And they were comfortable signing him to literally a $10 million contract. Now, I so. did read a thing from a um, – what was it like? A, it was a it was a doctor or something that handles sports injuries and everything. And and this doctor had been asked about Clowney's knee or whatever, and said fully expect him to recover from that. Is something the way it was done and mm-hmm. the way he heard it, the way it was you know corrected. Like he he should be fine. Yep. So I don't know, but that I'm just I'm I'm happy about it, man. I yeah. really am. It's very exciting. Very exciting. I I really wish that the next day we wouldn't uh, release Sheldon Richardson. That hurts my feelings, but you know it would be nice if we if if. That, that leads to some sort of a restructure in him coming back because oh, yeah. I think having him back would just, man, would that make such a difference. He's one of the guys. And is Sheldon he Richardson is. demanding a huge – I mean, I don't think he's getting top dollar somewhere. No. So if, if he's got to take a discount somewhere, why not take it for the team he like he helped rebuild? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, oh, yeah, I'd like to see Sheldon Richardson back. And, man, if he comes back, we're loaded. Yes, we God, are. We're loaded. Um, speaking of being loaded, we've seen some trade rumors about a guy from New England – and I, I know I'm very high on this, yeah. Yeah. but I've seen that it wouldn't take much for us to go out and get Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots. Yeah. That's just, that's crazy to say that name and think about him on the Browns across from Ward. I mean, the more, I mean, it keeps popping up. I'll just be browsing stuff and I just keep seeing things about in something third pick, third round pick or a fourth round pick to get him. That's what we were laughing about. We were like, wow, you know, they're saying the extra third for the Browns this year and maybe what a fourth. In 2022, and Gilmore's on your team, the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year. Are we talking about the same guy? Yeah. Is that the same guy we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. So, would it be awesome? Absolutely. Would it address the immediate need? Yes. Do I think the Patriots are going to let him go 
when they just spent 200 and what 68 million dollars to improve their team i like i don't know like i just don't think it really makes sense they do this though they so, just they and i was going to say this is this is my problem with doing any sort of trade with belichick is what correct me if you guys think i'm wrong on this but i feel like when he gets out from under a guy it's because that guy is done or at least the elite is done like Gilmore be 31 when the season starts. I don't care. I'll take him. He, he, <laughs> bro, I would, he would him. still be easily first or second best corner on our team. Oh, I mean, when yeah, he's 100% yeah, yeah. healthy, is he better than Ward? Yes. Well, and, 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 he's, and, he's, healthy, and when, he's healthy more than Ward is. I was going to say, now, if they're both 100% healthy, I mean. It's close. It is it's, close. Yeah. But Gilmore's healthy a lot more, isn't he? Yes, he is. So, so I mean, I. I would, I, th- I mean, we're giving up nothing for him. Yeah. If if that's the deal, if that's truly the deal, a third, our extra third, and a fourth round next year, the year after we win the Super Bowl, who needs it? Um, well, because we're not going to draft a cornerback that can do what Stephon Gilmore could do this year uh, in this draft at, in the unless, third or fourth round. Unless it's no. J.C. Horn. Yeah. No, 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 I'm saying in the third round. Oh, In the third round, no. you're not drafting no. anybody that's going to. Yeah. No. So I mean, honestly, there's chances the guys we pick in the third round this year might not be on the team. Yeah. So especially for I mean, if we if we trade for Gilmore, that's another roster spot locked up. That's another first getting. another former first round pick that's <laughs> yeah. on our team. So I mean, I, I would make that happen in a heartbeat. Why not? So go for broke. This yeah. is it. Go for it. Well, and it's not even for broke because he restructured his deal at the beginning of the year with New England. So you're getting him at seven million a year. That's cheaper than clowning. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, he's got a partially uh, torn, what did he tear? A quad that happened in December. So, I guess the recovery is going well for that. I guess that's something to look out for. Here, this is what I was going to throw at you guys. So, you have Denzel Ward. You got Greedy. You got Troy. After that, you kind of touched on it. You got Robert Jackson. You he's got MJ Stewart. Is he gone? Yeah, they, they let they him got, go, but okay. MJ Stewart's probably still around. Okay, so you got them. You got AJ Green. Do we really like want to go down that road again? Like, I feel like the more depth that you have at yeah. any position is great, dude. I want nothing to do with that road. No, it's, <laughs> it'd be great if one of these guys gets hurt. The guy we're bringing in is is a healthy Grady Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, he's a whole hell of a lot better than you know, uh, Robert Jackson. Yeah, completely agree. I completely agree. So what if uh, what if Bill Belichick calls on draft night and he says, hey, listen, you can have Gilmore, but we don't want your third round pick. We want Beckham. No. What do you got, Josh? Mm. Uh, Then I'll tell you guys how I feel and you might be surprised. Okay, so I would not trade Beckham for Gilmore straight up. Okay. I just wouldn't do it because. Oh, that's fine. Now, uh, yeah. I, I think that what <clears throat> Beckham can offer as far okay, so healthy Beckham will upgrade the offense more than what a healthy Gilmore is going to upgrade. The defense? The defense. But it's then when I say it out loud, I sound like an idiot. No, I don't think you sound like an <laughs> idiot. No, I'm like as, as I'm saying it, I'm like, does that even make sense? I'm not I'm not making that move. I'm not trading Odell really. For anything less than a first round. And I'm probably not doing that. And Nobody's going to give a first year. round for Beckham. Not, no. And, here, and here's the, the way I look at it is early in the offseason, I'm saying I would have entertained trade ideas for Beckham to bolster the defense. The defense is bolstered. Correct. I, there's no, I don't see any glaring need out there enough that's going to improve the defense so much that's worth giving up Odell. My thing, too, is so everybody will say, oh, well, Baker without Odell, blah, blah, blah. That's fine, but you know what's great about Odell is he takes two defensive backs way up the field, and Nick Chubb has just lanes of open field, open green. You saw when he's not on the field, the running game isn't quite as good. Um, that Chiefs game, we talked about I know, this. I know. Yep. We, how much did the Chiefs scored? what, 23? I think it was 23, 22. 23, 22, and yep, we lost. Yeah. We couldn't, and, and you know what? A big reason is they sat on our routes hard, and nobody could get open. Well, we don't have speed. No. Yep. Without Beckham. Yes, and you, turns out you got to have speed kills. Ask the Chiefs. Yep. Now, we, we made a killing the whole year that when Beckham was out with guys just getting open and Baker just hitting the open guy. But when you needed that speed element, it wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> and we ha- we've talked about this. We haven't seen Baker play with Odell when Baker's – 
two years in the same system, coming off a very good season, confident. Yep. He knows he can look at Odell now and go, listen, I don't need you to be here. You're you're a luxury piece for me. So you can't come back to the huddle complaining because you know what? I you know I threw for 27 touchdowns or whatever it was last year without you. I don't yeah. need you. Um, before, Odell was like, listen, man, you haven't done nothing in this league. You better throw me the ball. Well, and I'm just I'm just guessing because I'm a firm believer that Odell has not been a headache either. No. There's no evidence of that. The, I guess the only the evidence is that it just doesn't seem to work out for some. Now the thing we don't know why it just the eye test the the results on the field. It's, it's I, I'm not there. I'm very okay with paying that guy fifteen million dollars a year for what ifs. Yeah, I'm very okay. My, now next year, let's say he comes out has a huge year. I think next year. The salary, I hear all the stuff, salary cap, blah, blah, blah. There's TV deals. You don't know what the salary cap's going to be, but let's say, are the Browns going to have Jarvis and Odell on that team next year at 15 million a year? I don't I know. I think it's a, I, I think one of those guys it. are probably gone. So, but I'll tell you what, let's see what happens this year. Cause I think yes, this year we're all in. We've said we're all in. Let's see what happens. And sometimes, and even when the focus isn't on him, the focus is on. And here's the thing is if, if Baker forces the ball to Odell a bunch and it hasn't been working in my opinion, that's on Baker. That's not on Odell. That's on Baker throw to the open guy. So, you know what I mean? You know, do what the defense is, is giving you. So I don't put blame on Odell for Baker forcing the ball to him. And like I said, I want to see Odell play in this offense with this Baker quarterback because, I mean, who knows what's possible? Now, okay, so, and, and Barry had just kind of, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, but say the draft, first round falls, and a guy like Rashad Bateman's sitting there at 26, and the Browns are like, you know what? We're gonna we're just going to pull the trigger. They draft a receiver like Rashad Bateman. Now do you say, okay, we've got this, you know, rookie, first round rookie with high potential, and we've got Odell Beckham with a big contract that we're going to need to get out from under. Do we trade him no. at that point? No, nope. no, not nope. not this year. No, you because you're not going to get okay, so anything. Tw- so 2021, 20, Beckham, Browns. He's, he's on the team this year. I, and I okay. trust me, for me to say that is... And here's been, my thing. With the exception of like Justin Jefferson, who was amazing, rookie receivers almost never do anything. The last couple of years, it's been a little different, though. Like, I mean, besides... What Chase Claypool did for the Steelers last year. He was big early. He didn't do... Well, it's because they they capped him, you know, and so two. I mean, look at all these. John Ross was supposed to be awesome. I mean, tell me a wide receiver taken super early in the draft. I'm not talking about super early. This this was 26. Yeah, I mean, tell me a first round receiver who's been taken who's really blown up. Now maybe they're out there and everybody on YouTube's gonna throw them at me. I mean, I feel like last year. I mean, even CD Lamb wasn't like a. Blow up, blow up, but I mean, he was still very effective for the Cowboys. I think Metcalf fall into what second round? Like yeah. I would take well, Metcalf, but he wasn't I mean? a first round. No, he wasn't a first round. But I mean, would you take Metcalf in this draft at twenty six? Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but no, I see your point. And receivers definitely, if a rookie receiver is going to have a good year, it's going to be the second part of the year. It's rarely like a Jefferson where it was what like the third game where he just blew up. He's awesome. He's really he is good. awesome. Uh, yeah. And. I just, in my head, I don't care about anything beyond 2021. <laughs> it's, a, it's like the Cleveland championship. It's, it's you know, weird the, to the be Cavs. in that position. The Cavs sold their soul for that championship, and it's, it sucks right now, but I don't care. you know what? In 2016, when we won that title and I was laying in my front yard crying, 100% yeah. worth it. And MGK <laughs> was rapping on uh, fire trucks as they came down the road yeah. celebrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't care. So in, if the Browns were to, can win a Super Bowl, I can't even begin to describe what I'm going to feel like. So I don't care about building for depth in 2022. I don't care about the contracts in 20. I don't care about any of that. I care about 2021 because in my opinion, I mean, it's, we should be, our sites are Super Bowl. It's not playoff run, AFC championship. It's Super Bowl this year. And we're the second best roster in football probably. I mean, we saw it last year. We, oh man, we were just, like we said, we were those few pieces away from having the complete puzzle, man. We could have beaten the Chiefs. We had a couple of those pieces that we were missing. Yeah. I mean, so. the, the Chiefs only scored 23 points and yeah. we lost. But, well, I think we should go ahead and wrap this up. 
It was a, a good episode. Let us know what you guys think, uh, especially about Clowney. Let us know, you know, where you guys stand on the Odell thing. Would you guys, you know, what would you guys give up for Gilmore? The, a lot of stuff to unpack today. Um, we want to thank Barry Shuck for being with us again. Remember, you can check out all of his articles at dogsbynature.com. Uh, sometimes we're featured in them, so go check them out. Oh, and I'm going to start, we'll, we'll be sharing like his articles and stuff on our Twitter. And then all of our episodes are now all posted on our new website. Yeah. Brand so, new website. New website, thedogspodcast.com. You know, voicemails are especially a lot easier now. Just go up to the top, click send voicemail or in the menu if you're on your phone. And just record your message and hit send. Boom, done, and you're on the show. Yeah, so check that out, thedogspodcast.com. And send us some intros. Yeah, we Let's need more intros. intros. Yeah. Uh, big thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, right on cue, we could use some more intros. So if you haven't gotten one into us yet, head to the dogspodcast.com, leave us that voicemail. It's a super cool new website. Uh, our merch store there is on there now. YouTube, everything's there. Um, remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please subscribe on YouTube. Again, we're getting closer to that thousand uh, subscriber mark. Lastly, remember to save the date and come hang with us on the 29th at Hoodle Tom Brewery in Dover, Ohio, or join us on uh, YouTube live all night for the first round of the draft. Uh, we hope to see you guys there. And until then, uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Have a good week, everybody. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.